Welcome back to the Wolfo FC podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Brezzi, and this is episode 3 of the Wolfo FC podcast. Welcome back. Let's get right in to the main news. Match day 17 of the Primera Iberdrola. All games except for Huelva versus Tacón and Madrid versus Bilbao were shown on TV or streamed last week. There was one game that wasn't available on stream or TV. Hopefully next week we can finally have all of them again. At least the majority are getting shown. Barca versus Raja Vallecano. 3-1 after 90 minutes. The first goal came from Patri in the 24th minute uh, cross from Marta to Mapi, who somehow managed to assist it to Patri with the back of her head and Patri with a header got it in the back of the goal in the 24th minute. Um, second goal came from Jennifer Hermoso in the 26th minute from a rebound from Asisat Oshawala's attempt. The 3-0 came from Jenny Hermoso's her 18th goal of the season. A beautiful cross from Melanie and some spectacular to control to finally get the ball in the back of the net. Jenny is now tied with the Danish national team's captain Harder for top scorer in Europe's top five leagues. Oshawala is second with 14 goals tied with Milima and Hegerberg with also 14 goals. The 3-1 came in the 62nd minute, one minute right after the 3-0. Sheila Garcia, a very important player for Rajo, scored the goal. Honestly, a dumb goal. Um, I don't know what happened with the defense, and, and Pamela was just in the kind of in the wrong position, and they conceded, and it's Barcelona's sixth goal conceded this season. It's honestly really weird to say that they've conceded a goal. It's the third goal they've conceded at home. Credit to Rajo. Every time they got the ball and were actually able to create chances, they were a quite dangerous one. Would have preferred to have a clean sheet, but I'll allow it. For the lineup, we had Pamela Ingol. Sandra Baños has an Achilles tendon injury or discomfort, wasn't able to play. Melanie Mapi, of course, one of the most used players by Luis Cortez. Patri playing in defense, and Marta. Leila Wahabi was rested, and Andrea Pereira was also rested. In the midfield, we had Hamrawi, Alexia, and Aitana. And in the front, we had Martens, Jenny, and Oshuala. The fourth start for Martens, and throughout the game, Jenny was playing more a bit behind the front line. During the game, the subs that came on were Mariona Foraitana, Mariona coming back after being rested in the game versus Tacón. Senegocevic came on for Marta, getting some more minutes and having her debut with the Barca jersey in the Johan Cruyff Stadium. Candela came on for Martens. This change let Mariona go on the left and Candela on the right. She got some good minutes. And then finally, Steph Van Nijrat came on for Jenny. Patri moved into the midfield. Hamraoui moved even more forward. And Steph got some good minutes, getting her closer and closer to her full form. So getting into the game, a 3-1, I think obviously the 1-1 early in the season against Raja away at home 
changed the mentality of the players. After that game, these players did not want to tie. They did not want to drop any more points in a stupid way like they did in that game. And obviously it sucked tying that match, but I think it was important because now these players are so motivated and they don't want to drop any points. As it's been shown the whole season. Luis Cortez said the other day that they know the mistakes they've made and they know that they can't make them again. These players are working so hard to just score these goals early, defend super well, and it's working. Obviously, we conceded that one goal in the game, but it's fine. It's fine. We'll allow it. Rajo did really play on the defense, making the first 20 minutes very tough. There was really only one chance for Barcelona, one clear chance on goal, until the two quick fire goals came from Patria and Jenny. And in near the end, Barca probably could have scored more goals. But all that matters was three points in the bag, another win. I would have liked maybe to see some of the Barca B players on the squad, Cladepina, Carla, La Ecodina, but it's fine. Borlique Martin, I'm still waiting for her goal, but she's getting better and better each match. Um, she has some really great runs in this match. She's missing just a bit of precision, but she's having some good uh, some good crosses. She's creating danger. She's got the team a lot of corners and she just needs time. And, and overall, the game, you know, it was three points. It wasn't really that exciting. It wasn't one of the most exciting matches ever, but I think getting that revenge against Raja Vallecan for losing those important two points and early on in the season. It was like really important for the team. Obviously it was a home match and, and playing in the Johan Stadium Barcelona is incredible. But I mean I think it was a really important win. And like I said, three more in the bag, just maintain that consistency and also scoring three goals was still really important. Also in the game, I wanted to look at some stats that I found online at LaLiga.com. They showed that Barca had 67% possession and Raja Vallecano with 33%. It said that Barcelona had three shots on target and Raja only had one. Obviously, it seems like those three chances Barcelona had that were actually on target were fantastic finishes because they're the three that went in and Raja Vallecano's as well, which is unfortunate, but it's fine. Raja Vallecano also had one yellow card. Some more very exciting stats that I feel like I don't see enough people talking about. Barcelona is the top scoring team in the top five leagues, according to News for Femme on Insta. By the way, they have really cool designs, so go check them out. They say that Barcelona has 65 goals, Wolfsburg is in second place with 58 goals, and Lyon in third with 49 goals. According to the journalist Chantal Reyes on Twitter, Jenny is six goals away from beating her tally from last season of 23 goals. Last season, she won the golden boot with 23 goals. She could beat it, and honestly, I don't know. Knowing her, three weeks, she could beat her tally from last season, just over halfway through this season. That's um, really impressive. And I feel like nobody's talking about that. Also, not only is she one of the top scorers in women's football, but I believe she's one of the top scorers in football overall. I think the top scorer in men's football is Robert Lewandowski with like 19 goals. I think he has 18. And more assists, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Also, apart from being the top scoring team in Europe and having the top scorer in Europe, they also have the most league points in Europe. 46 points in 16 games. They also currently have the biggest goal difference in Europe with 59 goals and only six against. Some more stats from soccerwave.com. This was Barcelona's 16th win in a row this season. Barcelona have scored three or more goals in their last 13 games and Barcelona has won seven out of 10 of their last games against Rajo by two or more goals. All I have to say is keep it up ladies. That's all I have to say. Whatever you're doing, you're doing it right.
Looking at the league table results, Barcelona are first, Rayo Vallecano after losing 3-1 against Barca yesterday are now in 8th place, Atletico Madrid is in 2nd with 37 points, Levante is 3rd with 33 points, and for the bottom 3, Sporting Huelva has 14, Betis has 11 currently, they do play later today, and lastly Espanyol with 4 points. So since match day 18 next week, next weekend is the game against Atletico Madrid, the long-awaited match after the big win for Barcelona 6-1 at home in September. We have this intense rematch that will be probably one of the most important games of the season. If Barcelona wins, they can bring the league difference between Barca and Atletico Madrid to 12 points. It is a super important game for Barcelona, they have to get those 3 points. It's going to be a very different game, it'll be an away game. Atletico Madrid has gotten a few players on their team. Um, to wait to see who they'll play in goal but i mean it's not gonna be easy since it, although atletico madrid's past few games have been weak they're not the same team they were last season losing jennifer Hermoso was a big loss for them and barcelona's in an incredible form but i think atletico madrid when they play against barcelona they're a different team and they know the, how big of a deal it is they're gonna do everything they can to stop barcelona from getting those three points and i mean you could say well even if barcelona loses or they tie they'll still have like at least nine points of a difference between them, or like six, there'll still be a huge margin of points between them. But I mean, it's just, if they can win, that'd be such a, it gives them so much breathing room, obviously they have to keep working, but if they win and they can show that consistency, get those three points, that's big, that's really important. It doesn't mean they've won the league yet, but it'll be a huge stepping stone. And so I have the lineup that Barcelona played with in the first match. They had Sandra Baños in goal, Marta Torrejón, Stephanie van der Graaf, Mapi Leon, and Lele Bujabi in defense, Alexia Putellas, Patri, and Carol in midfield, and Jenny Oshawala and Mariona Cadite in the forward position. I mean, we have yet to know how Carol is doing with her injury. I'll talk about that later. Obviously, there's a week left until this match, and Sandra Banyas with injury, so it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully, they'll be back. Barcelona haven't said anything yet on their recoveries on how they're doing, but I'm assuming they will. Or they'll do everything they can but considering how barcelona has been playing and with injuries and recoveries of players i would assume if Sandra's recovered she will play i'm assuming marco terrejon will start and then most likely ana maria telegocevic will come in later mapi will play uh, for sure of course um and then whether steph or andrea will play andrea's been having a great season i feel like i'm not i don't know how recovered steph is i don't know how full form she is if she's that full form maybe start her but i feel like i would start with andrea pereira who's been really consistent this season i would start with her give her the vote of confidence and um she hasn't done me wrong so far and obviously you gotta put in leila wahabi it's leila she's such an important player i love watching her play she's so important for the defense for the attack she's so fast she's really important for this game and in the midfield see midfield is hard because we've got alessia putellas Patri, Aitana, Hamrawi. I don't know, I feel like Alexia and Aitana for sure. Because Alexia's been doing so well, but like it's Alexia, she always plays well. She leads the game, she leads the play, she has such great vision. And um, Aitana's been doing so well. I think she deserves to start this match. She has such a nice goal, she's fast, she's intense, aggressive, and I think she deserves to start. The question is whether to start Patri or Hamrawi. Luckily, it's not my job, it's, it's Luis Cortez's job, but I feel like it's really difficult. They're both doing so well. The problem is also going to play Atletico Madrid 10,000 more times this season. 
and the lucky thing is we have a big team so that for all the matches this season we can rotate players and the game seven I start with Hamrali but I feel like with 5-3 he would be just as fine as well in the front the thing is I don't know if Carlos will be ready for the match but we do have Lika Martins now but the problem is you have Jenny, Oshawala, Mariona, Lika Martins as four players we don't have too many players on the field oh I don't know this is difficult because I want I feel like Jenny and Oshawala should both start oh man that's difficult. If Carol doesn't play, that makes it easier. If Carol is ready to play, then I'm starting her. Well, I wouldn't start her if she's just recovering. Yeah, but she's such a talented player, she could just go into it. No, no, I don't want to risk her injury, so I wouldn't start her if she's ready. I feel like I'm gonna take a chance and say that I would start Jenny, Mariona on the right, and Lika Martin on the left. I'm gonna give Lika Martin this big chance, I'm gonna give her a, a vote of confidence, and then probably later I would take out... Oh man, it's so difficult, you could do so many options. I don't know, I would take out Lika Martin, then put in Garo, and then have Mariona switch to their side, and then have Oshawala come in because I was super sub. She's so, so wild and like just comes in and makes such a difference and she's so fast and has so much energy and that might be really important for this match if Atletico Madrid come with a lot of energy and a lot of power and really really want to win that game if they get tired in the second half having Oshawala come in fresh would be an advantage but she has been doing really good playing the full match and started from the beginning but that's what I'm gonna say that's what I'm saying that's what I'm going with I don't know what you would say that will say obviously it's not my job luckily I don't have to do that but I mean He's really lucky because well, his job is hard because he has so many options to choose from, but each option is a good option. That'll be up to him. I don't know. I feel like even though Atletico Madrid is not their best right now against Barca, they're going to come with the fire. Hopefully, we'll get <laughs> six goals again. That'd be fun. If Barcelona beats Atletico Madrid away from home six by six goals or by a lot of goals like that, that'd be crazy. But I don't think so because most of the recent times when they've played together, it's a very close match. 2-1, 1-0. That 6-1 game, I was there. It was wild. Atletico Madrid scored early and I was like, oh no. I was stressed. And then they just started scoring goal after goal and two were own goals. It was a wild game. I mean, fun for a Barca fan, but definitely Atletico Madrid have a new coach, they have new players in. It's going to be a close match. Looking really quick into injuries, Carol Graham Hansen, she posted a Instagram story where like, she's no longer wearing the boot on her foot, she's walking all good on her own. Really good news, I still don't know how long she has left in her recovery. Hopefully it'll be very little before she gets the medical green light because we got a lot of important games coming up and we're gonna need her. Vicky had an Achilles tendon discomfort, she didn't play in the last two matches. Barcelona hasn't given any updates on her recovery, but I hope she's doing well. I want to see her play again. Banos had the same injury as Vicky. I don't know why they're getting these Achilles tendon injuries. Well, they haven't said how long it'll be, but hopefully she'll be back because Sandra Banos is a wall. It's not the same without Sandra Banos. You just bring such a confidence to the game. I know that Andrea Falcon can't play for the rest of the season, but I just, I miss her. It sucks because she came this season coming back to Barcelona. She's doing so well and now she's just out for the whole season and it, I just was enjoying her play so much, but hopefully she'll recover quicker and at least be able to play the last few matches of the season. Please, football gods, put um, I'm manifesting that right now. Help my girl out. <laughs>
Looking at the other league matches, Valencia finished 1-1 against Espanyol. Striker Maripaz Villa scored her 130th goal for Valencia, surpassing David Villa and tying Mario Kempes as the top scorer of all time for Valencia. She joined the team in 2013 and hopefully she'll break the record very soon. Valencia also went down a player in the 56th minute when Nayara Beristain got a red card. Levante beat Real Sociedad 3-0. Logroño tied 1-1 with Tenerife. Both goals were penalties. Madrid beat Bilbao 4-1. Sporting Huelva lost 3-1 to Tacón. And Sevilla tied 2-2 with Atletico Madrid. And later today, Deportivo will play against Real Betis. Last week, I talked about how the Spanish Super Cup semifinal draw would take place this week, or last week. And finally in the draw, shocker, Barcelona will play against Atletico Madrid on February 6th in the semifinals. Atletico Madrid will be the home team, but the single match will be played in Salamanca. The final will be February 9th. If Barcelona wins, they will play either against Levante or Real Sociedad. I, along with everyone on Twitter, is sick of playing Atletico Madrid. So it'll be next week in the league, one more time in the Spanish Super Cup, two more times in the Champions League, and then the draw for the Queen's Cup hasn't even come out, but that could be another game against them. According to Marc Andres on Twitter, these two teams will face each other at least five times this season. That doesn't even include the, the Queen's Cup. At least five times. It's a, you know, it's a classico. It's a great match. But five times kind of wears down on you. But hopefully it'll be five wins for Barcelona. And going back to Levante versus Real Sociedad. 3-0 win for Levante at home. Big win for them. They're in third place. Honestly, they might deserve to be in second place. Considering how Atletico Madrid's been playing. If they can maintain this form for me, I think Levante's going to take it. I think it'll be a closer match. But Levante has just been doing pretty well this season. So I think they're really going to want to challenge for the first ever Spanish Super Cup in women's football. Last week, I also talked about the She Believes Cup in March. It was rumored that Spain would play, and now it has been confirmed. Spain will play in the International Cup, which also will include Japan, United States, and England. It will go from the 2nd of March to the 13th, which, like I said last time, is, you know, really cool. Might be a rematch against USA, blah, blah, blah. Might be a chance to show, you know, Spain's ability to play against the big teams. But the 17th or 18th of March is the Queen's Cup semifinals, which hopefully Barcelona will be there. And then on the 25th of March, it's the Champions League match against Atletico Madrid. This tournament will take place in Orlando, New Jersey, and Texas. I don't know if you know geography, but Texas, Orlando, and New Jersey are really far away from Spain. That's a lot of traveling. Also, Orlando, New Jersey, and Texas are quite far away from each other. That's a lot of traveling. That's about two weeks of, of a tournament. That could mean injuries, fatigue, and when they come back, there's no rest. They have to go right back into the intensity of the season with all these league matches, cup matches. So I don't know who decided this calendar, but I really don't appreciate it, okay? Because my Barca children don't deserve this. They're going to die in March. And then, obviously, most of the Spanish national team, the starting lineup is generally like eight Barcelona players. I do love seeing the Spanish national team together. They are a really funny team, and it is nice to see them play. I would love to see them win, but I'm just really hoping there will be no injuries, and they'll come back and just be ready to just play an intense month. Because I know, I mean, obviously, England as well, they're playing the league right now, so they're a bit like Spain. Japan, I'm not sure, but USA is training for the Olympics right now, but they have they have a January camp right now. They're not playing the league right now. They don't play in the Champions League, these American players. So it's a bit unfair, but whatever. My rant is over.
Looking around the rest of Europe, we go into the French League. PSG beat Marseille 11-0, getting them to 32 points in second place. While first place Lyon currently has 34 points, they are playing against Bordeaux right now. They are currently tied 0-0 at halftime, so if they lose or tie, PSG will be very close, only 2 or 3 points behind. Looking at the English League, Arsenal is playing against Chelsea and actually losing 3-0. Manchester City won 2-0 versus Birmingham. So they now have 33 points, same as Arsenal, but if Arsenal continues to lose, there's only 30 minutes, less than 30 minutes in their game. If they continue to lose, Manchester City will be first by goal difference. Chelsea will remain in third if they win, but they will have 32 points. And I'm an Arsenal fan, so I don't really appreciate Chelsea doing this right now all of a sudden. Considering the fact how Arsenal has such top players, this is um, not good. But a lot of people were saying that Chelsea is one of the league contenders and winning a big game, the London Derby like this, that, that definitely shows it. Looking at Italy, Juventus remained first after beating Empoli 2-1. In second place, Fiorentina beat Florentina 6-1. And tomorrow, third place, Roma will play fourth place, Milan. Moving over to Germany, the league comes back on February 14th. Wolfsburg is currently first with 37 points. Their first game back will be against second place, so that'll be a good match. And so I think it's time for me to sign off. Barcelona's next game is against Atletico Madrid on Sunday the 26th. Time still has to be confirmed. But if you want to chat about the game on Twitter, hit me up at yes. We are also on Instagram at WOFOFC. Let me know who your XI would be for the Atletico Madrid game. And until then, thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you guys next Monday with another episode of the Wofo FC podcast. Goodbye. I, 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 I.